Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Hooray! Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Dustin. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Tim? I am okay. It's been a long week, but I... But it's almost over. It's almost over. And... I have thought it was Friday every single day this week. <laughs> I woke up Tuesday thinking, oh, thank God it's Friday. Um, we have various codes for the, for the work that we do at, at, at my job, and so when we put in our time card information... We put them in under those codes so that if it has to be billed to a client, you can bill it to a client and that sort of thing. Uh, um, and um, sometimes you uh, have to go back. Well, I, I do. I have to go back through like my Skype calls and my emails that there and go, when did I work on that thing? I should know this because I worked you know, for a while on it, but I've been so busy this week. I don't even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what, you know, I try and do all my coding, my, my time coding that day, mm-hmm. because I know if I don't, I'll totally forget it. And then yeah. we still have to do stuff like today. I had to go into some time codes that I had put in for my boss. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we can't, we can't have this many codes of this on this particular day. You need to move these around. And so I was like, okay. And so I had to like move, you know, pretend he had done stuff on days we didn't do it because we couldn't have it on the day that he actually did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's or technically um, that I had done it for him, but whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. It's um, very, um, it's very entertaining sometimes to sit there and I realize that I've lost track of, uh, uh, what day it is. I'm a grown person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, but it is Halloween. And we were actually thinking about recording last night. And then we were like, ah, let's do it on Halloween. Halloween show. Yeah. It's extra spooky tonight. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe, my, maybe my very scary cat will come over here. Actually, I just looked over and he's sitting over in like the corner of the hallway and the light is reflecting off his eyes. So as I'm making the joke, I look over and two eyes flash at me in the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I went before I went to bed, I went and, and said goodnight to my scary one, Trinaya. <laughs> and I said, Oh, I love you. I think you're sweet. And she was like, Whatever. And I said, seventy five to eighty five percent of the time you're sweet. <laughs> seventy five. Seventy yeah. 75% of the time, at least 70, 70%. <laughs> yes, well, I miss your kids. They're good kids. Yeah, you want them? Nope. <laughs> Damn. What's been happening to me? <laughs> I'm, I'm, adding an, I'm adding another cat to the menagerie, but uh, yeah. uh, so got a kitten. When I get back, it'll, it'll have to wait till I, I've, got a, I've got a trip next week to D.C., and it'll have to wait till after I get back from that, but... Uh, um, yeah, so we'll be adding a small little black kitten with a white patch uh, on her th- on her on her neck. Um, Are you going to name her Roberta? No, her name is going to her name is Moira. Um, for some reason, they uh, the Humane Society has been calling her Ursa, which is I believe is what Russian for bear. 
And she doesn't yeah. look like a bear in any way, shape, or form. I mean, some, you can see how, like, you know, I, I had a, a friend whose uh, dog was named Bear, and he uh-huh. looked like a bear. And, you know, I've had, uh, uh, you know, I've seen cats named Bear before, and they, they're big. This is a tiny little kitten thing. And I'm just like, why would you name <laughs> My sister, uh, her first dog was a, a, a black chow named Bear. Yeah. He, was, he was half black chow and half German shepherd. So he a sizable dog was gigantic. He was huge. And just recently, Katie and I were talking about, you know, the drag queen name. It's your, it's your first pet. Plus the, the name of the street you grew up, grew up on and hers would be bear matador. Hmm. And mine would be Gigi matador. Huh? And so we've been calling each other bear and Gigi all week. Mine would be really, really kind of dull Arrow Batten. That's a good one, though. I like that. Arrow Batten. Yeah. The one I always like, the one I always say would be my drag name for realsies if I were going to pick one, uh, is Lady Indotramp. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, okay. Fair enough. That's good. I like that one. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I've I spent a uh, couple of years filming a burlesque troupe and so i've seen a lot of uh they've had a lot of drag acts in their show and some of them are really really fantastic but very few of them have had cool names like that so <laughs> yeah uh, anyway uh let's uh we could we could probably spend all evening talking about things other than the walking dead but that's why we're here it is why we're here and the episode is episode four of season 10 Mm-hmm. And it's called Silence the Whispers, which is a recurring sentence we see scrawled upon the architecture. It is indeed. It is indeed. Um, I, I was really interested. I wish that they had done something different with the, you know, humans are the real monsters thing tonight than they did. Well, the... the <laughs> That is sort of the Walking Dead way, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the the one thing I would say about the last part of, well, last season and certainly this season is while they have leaned into the horror aspects of this, um, th- they have never really gotten rid of the whole, the hero, you know, humans are the real monsters. And I think that's kind of, unfortunate, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your point of view, that's kind of baked into the zombie right. idea. Um but the interesting thing was, is that um, overall, it still managed to work. Yeah, for the, for the, for the most part. Um, there were, I had, some, I had some problems with motivations. Mm. Um, just because I think that it's so stupid. Like, I don't, you know, I hate your mother. And you've escaped from her. So now I hate you too. Yeah, so there's... One of the big conflicts of this particular episode, of course, is that there are people there at uh, uh, Hilltop. The remnants of the, of the highwaymen. Right. And they are absolutely not fans of Lydia. Right. And the, yeah, it is kind of odd that the, the, you know, here's someone who has actively, be, she's been a help. Uh-huh. You know, she's a victim in this. Right. She is a legitimately a child. They, they, you know, we tend to forget that when we are talking about shows like The Walking Dead that, that, you know, some of these characters like, 
you know, Lydia, if, if we take for gospel, what her, what we know from her flashbacks, which is that she was like seven or eight when all this started, she is 15 or 16 years old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, I mean, people, people are awful, but God, I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it, it, it does end up feeling a little bit, I don't know. Contrived is a little heavy, but I mean, it, it is, I mean, it's a written thing, so it is contrived, but you know what I mean? Right. Um, well, no, I, I understand it totally what you mean, because I mean, the first thing we get is the woman who is now the new head lead of the highwaymen, mm-hmm. um, who spoke up last week and was like, we need to go get revenge. And they're like, okay, do you have a plan? What's your plan? And she's like, I don't actually have one of those. (laughs) So apparently she's decided that her plan is going to be to terrorize Lydia. Uh, And, you know, it's, you know, not nice. She's, she's a fully grown woman picking, like bullying a child. Yeah. And this whole thing, I mean, the whole thing comes out of, I mean, the, the episode basically starts with this like montage of, of everyone having their little sweet moments with each other and yeah. their, you know, friendships and lovers and all the things. And it's very sweet. And then one of the walls crashes, this, this tree crashes through uh, the wall and everyone freaks out and yeah. they're all convinced, you know, that, uh, that the whispers uh, did it. Right. And there's no actual evidence that the whispers have as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, uh, it's not an unreasonable. Well, fear. yeah, it's not, but I think I think that we're 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 rolling into an area where the whispers are becoming like this this boogeyman, right? That everything we're going to blame everything on the whispers when they go finally go outside and see that wall. What does that? It looks like that tree is just was old and fell down. To yeah, me, they do that. Look cut and yeah. And, you know, having an enemy and is one thing, but blaming your enemy for everything that happens is a completely other thing. Well, and the curious thing is here that, that one of the things that was bothering me about this episode was that these are people who have not, this is not a new state of affairs uh-huh. for them to be in. This is, the whispers are, are a different kind of antagonist. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? But if you if you look at the broad strokes, they're not that different than Negan or the governor or, mm-hmm. you know, it ultimately. And so, you know, sure, there are going to be people in this place who are going to panic. But at the same time, you know, it's not like they've been through things like this before. And I yes. really, you know, I don't know. It's It feels a little bit like there's just too many people are going to pieces are, are almost going to pieces over things that, you know, they've experienced before or, or uh-huh. th- you know, they've been in, they've been in bad situations. Why is this one? Sure. They're creepy, you know, people wearing skin. It's, it's, you know, yeah. over there, it's kind of, you know, but anyway, um, so they, they're, they're, they do have the walkers outside the town. So when the wall, there's a hole in the wall, suddenly you have to deal and with a bunch of people underneath, like the wall fell on a, a building. Right. And so there are people trapped inside. 
so yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on and there's a lot of, you know, you can understand how people can get upset and panicky and, and be afraid. Um, but this doesn't mean you take it off tout on a child. Well, not only that, but that stuff all happened at Hilltop and, and the stuff that's happening with, with Lydia and these adults who have decided to, you know, antagonize her are happening at Alexandria. None of these people went to help at Hilltop. Right. So to, to use that as the excuse to, you know, attack her or whatever is, is stupid. Um, and poor, poor Ezekiel is having a day himself because he has not been the same since Henry died and uh and and uh Carol took that as a as a sign that she should just not interact with people on that kind of level anymore and left him. Yeah. So he's been kind of moping around even though he's supposedly in charge of Hilltop. Yeah, he's he seems I mean he's taking the loss of the kingdom and what it meant for both himself and the people that were there uh really, really hard. And we, yeah, we talked about this last week. They, they didn't lose the kingdom. They could have gone back in the warmer weather and tr- fixed it and fixed the problems that they had. They chose not to. That's because in the, the Walking Dead way is to find a place you can live and, and, and function in and build on and to look at it and go, no, we must move on. Yeah. Because reasons? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Alexandria sends uh, Judith <laughs> and, and Eugene and and, uh, and a couple of other people and Michonne over to Hilltop to help repair this wall and do all this stuff. On their way there, they see Ezekiel on his horse riding away, which, by the way, bad leadership. Why are you riding away from your community while it's in the middle of this huge crisis? Uh, Well, we find out pretty quickly because Michonne follows him and finds him standing on like a ledge looking like, huh, the long, long fall below looks very, very attractive. And Michonne's like, "Um, how about you don't? Right. And they have a moment, which is interesting because it's a moment that isn't that a comic book moment? Well, no. In um, in the comic book continuity, and I like this a little bit. In the comic book continuity, uh, Michonne is Carol. Mm-hmm. All the stuff that happened to Carol in the show happened to Michonne, and right. all the stuff that happened to uh, Andrea in the comic happened to Michonne on the show. Right. Uh, so up to, up to the point of Rick dying or us losing Rick on the show, which did not happen. Um, and you know, so I don't know what they're going to do. Cause anyway, uh, so in the comic book and, uh, Michonne and, and Ezekiel are the ones who fall in love and get together and Ezekiel, not Henry. I don't think Henry even exists in the comic. Uh, Henry Ezekiel is the one that is killed when the walkers or when the whispers do their thing. Um, so, uh, when Ezekiel and Michonne kiss, it's, you know, very interesting. But then later they're sitting there talking. He's like, I'm sorry that that happened. She's like, no, that's okay. In another universe, maybe. Right. Yeah. And I was like, because in the thing, they're the thing. 
Yeah, so it's kind of it was a nice nod to the comic. Yeah, uh, but also, I mean, when you actually see them kiss in the show, you kind of you kind of realize. If, I mean, if you hadn't already, it's it's really easy at that moment to see how these two characters, as played as they are on the show, would not be a good couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. Uh, uh, well, they discuss that. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, they, you know, they're like, we would never have worked. We, we, we would not have worked because we're both too stubborn. And, you know, we, they, they think too much alike. They're, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a nice moment nonetheless. And she talks yeah. him down and, uh, and they go on. Um, meanwhile. Right. I love, this is one of the things that I love. Uh, uh, I'm just going to touch on it really quickly because it doesn't really ha- bear on the on the uh, episode too much. Mm-hmm. Um, Daryl and Lydia and Carol are all living together in Alexandria. Right. And basically Carol has not left her house or their house. She li- she's, she's staying inside mm-hmm. and reading her romance novels again. Yeah. I love that, that whenever we see her settle down to read something, it's always some, like, Danielle Steele trash. I just think that is hilarious. (laughs) And she gives a little bit, like, her and Daryl talk for, like, five and a half minutes in the episode. So there's not really anything that she offers to the episode except for, like, a a minor bit of soundboard. So I just wanted to bring up that she's reading her her romance novels again. Oh, it's a nice it's a nice little touch for a character who can be as focused and brutal and just dangerous as Carol can be, and yet her relaxing thing is to sit there and read, you know. Bodice rippers. Bodice rippers. <laughs> well, speaking of bodice rippers, um, you know, the the people who are in a in a in a darker sense, the people who are picking on Lydia. Uh, are not being subtle about it. No. No, they're doing like wide out in the open. And Negan right. looks at her and says, you know, you shouldn't, don't just take it. Well, no, first, Daryl tells her, like, look, just keep your head down. We all have to live together. You know, don't, you know, they'll eventually stop or some some ridiculous bullshit like that. And, you know, kill them with kindness is what he says, basically. All right, yeah, yeah. And so at first she like tries, she like smiles and like waves meekly at them or whatever um, and tries to be nice, but they're just not having it. Yeah. And that's when, and when, when Negan sees that she is trying and they're not doing it, they're not responding the way that, you know, they should or whatever. That's when Negan is like, you know what? You know, sometimes you don't kill people with kindness. Sometimes you just got to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't say that exactly, but, you know, that's the gist of it. Well, he basically, he basically looks at it and says, look, you don't, you don't have to take this. You can defend yourself. It's Mm -hmm. okay. This is not your fault. Right. And so things go about as well as you might expect because she gets attacked well, no, hang on. Okay, you missed I'm the... getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. So instead of being, you know, just she takes, you can defend yourself as I'm going to take a dead squirrel and gut it and eat it 
at the table where all these people who hate me are sitting. And when they're like, what the fuck are you doing? She goes, shh. And here's the thing that I, I liked and I kind of hated. Gabriel was sitting there watching. Mm-hmm. Um, which in a way it's like, why is he allowing this to happen? Why is he allowing this child, this horrible thing to happen to this child uh, is part of it. But the other, the other side is, you know, he also know. I think he sees it and is, he's marking these things, you know? Well, I mean, Gabriel's not, he, he's, he's not the best at confrontation. Mm-hmm. And he tends to like to have a little more information before he dives into something. Uh, so I could see him sitting there and going, okay, let's just see how this plays out. Um, it does not play out well. No. They are uh, a little upset with her, and they continue to be upset with her. Um, and... Uh, they attack her in the laundry area. Yeah. And... Uh, and it starts off, it looks like they're just going to beat her. It looks like they were just going to beat her up, but slow, seriously starts to begin to look super rapey. Yeah. Oh, it's like, there's, there's no, there at no point are these guys even remotely sympathetic in their motivations here. No, these are just, there's a, you know, and it's the female leader of the, of the highwayman and two young men. Yeah. And they are all just, I mean, the, the psychological thing you have to wrap yourself around here to even get where they are. I mean, you can, I can, I could probably sit there and come up with a pretty good justification for why they have, you know, their own frustrations and blah, 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 but I'm not even going to bother because it's right. awful. It is an example of just awful human behavior. Uh, mm. And, and surprisingly, someone comes to her rescue. And it's not Daryl. It's Negan. Yep. And in, in, in a scene which, to some degree, was, I mean, it was just going to happen. Mm. There, was no, there was no question that if Negan wades into this group of people, um, first of all, he's going to win. Uh, and second of all, at least one of them is going to die, whether he tries to kill them or not. And that's exactly what happens. Uh, right. Because he bounces the... Well, he, he throws the lady off and basically throws her into a wall mm-hmm. and her head does not come out too well against the wall. No. Um, and all of a sudden, of course, public enemy number one is public enemy number one again, which is exactly what he was afraid of. Right. And, and I, you know, I hated, I hated this part because these guys who were the perpetrators jump immediately to victim in everyone's mind. Yeah. And, and Lydia is there like, they attacked me. Negan saved my life. They, they were going to kill me. And one of them is like, well, we're just going to scare her. Bullshit. Like this was not going the way, even if, even if they started off just going to, going to scare her, that was not how it was going to end. Right. Right. And, and you know, the, the thing is, is that if they had killed her when it was, you know, if nobody had come along and they had accidentally killed her or intentionally killed her, I mean, one way or the other, however, it would have been an accident or deliberate, um, they would not be better off. No. 
so you know now the the it's like and and i i you know i can kind of see this as a you know a natural thing to have like the the question slips away from these people were attacking a child and and goes to well what are we going to do about megan who killed somebody you know, and it's weird to watch the council meetings because it's like half of the people are like, we finally have an excuse to kill Negan. And the other half are like, these people attacked a child. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, to some degree, we have uh, Negan has been the boogeyman. We have a new boogeyman. We have a new existential threat. We have a new a new source of nightmare fuel. But for some of these survivors, Negan filled that role in their minds. Right. So I think that there's, it, on one level, it makes a certain amount of sense to me that people would sit there and say, now we have a finally have a reason we can kill the monster. Um, even, even relatively good people. Aaron is like completely, Negan just saved my life last episode, but let's kill him now. Let's go. Yeah. I am on board. Right, uh, and it's it's a little it's a little unfortunate to watch, but at the same time, again, you know, Negan, for all the fact that he's been, you know, the monster in the basement, the monster tending the garden, the monster doing the laundry, whatever, he's still been their monster, and that hasn't gone away. And he was like, you know, he's like, I'm quite content to be in my cell because it's safer for me in here because yeah. you people are. You people don't. You people don't let go of things, right? And he—he's the one who's who—who—who who basically says, "Do you see now that with all your, te- you know, with all your, you know, your uh, civilization or whatever, you're still just as bad or whatever." And uh, and so Daryl calls uh, Hilltop to talk to Michonne about this and like mm-hmm. to find out what, what he should do, like what the point of this would be. And, and Michonne says, look, you do whatever you feel is right. As far as Negan is concerned, but we have got to keep Lydia alive. Right. Because Lydia, the only reason that we have not had, you know, essentially alpha is allowing us to protect her daughter. Right. You know, so we have got to she is a bargaining chip in this in this upcoming war and we have got to keep her protected. Oh yeah. If you think things are bad now, what happens if she finds out that we let her daughter get killed? Mm-hmm. How is how is that going to make anything better in this situation right now? Right. And Daryl is inclined to protect her anyway. Because he's, you know, yeah. But at the same, I mean, he can—he can. He's the best boy. Well, he sees—he sees an abused child, and he remembers what that was like. I mean, he understands who she, who, where she is, in her in her head, and why you know she's an outsider, and he's always been one. And even though he's found a home with these people, he's you know he he sees himself in her. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, probably I think one of the reasons it so annoys him that Negan is is you know the guy who's helping her is sometimes the guy who was helping Daryl was his terrible older brother. Yeah. And I mean, I think there's probably, uh, and, and I think it's one of the reasons why, why Negan, why, I mean, Daryl's got a lot of reasons to hate Negan, but I think part of it is, is that Negan is a little too much like Daryl 
and Daryl's family, mm-hmm. the, the darker sides of Daryl. So, um, but you know, it's uh, it's a tense situation. Things are not going. Things are not looking good. But um, things work themselves out in a really interesting way because uh, before they can really make any kind of decision, Negan vanishes. Yeah. Hmm. Where'd he go? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Wait a minute. Were you supposed to watch the guy? Oh man, I thought you were going to watch the guy. No. And uh, and basically, when they start like, oh no, what happened? Uh, Lydia goes, I let him out, and then she goes and puts herself in the cell. And Daryl goes, No, you didn't. I was watching all night. You didn't do it at all. And she goes, So. And she kind of echoes what Negan said earlier. You know, I'm not any safer. I'm safer here. I'm safer in this room from the people in this community than I would be under, even under your protection. Yeah. And the sad thing is, is that she's, she's right. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, it's, we, we, because the arc that Negan took in the comment, we comic, we've sort of been expecting this redemption, the Negan redemption arc, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes, he sort of took, undertook one in the comic, uh, and you know, this is what ends up happening in the comic is he gets out of his cell and he goes into the woods to supposedly join the Whispers, and murders the fuck out of a lot of them. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to get here, but who knows? We'll see. Um, but yeah. Um, when all is said and done, uh, there, you know, there's a little bit of rearranging of people as they go and try and, you know, to go places to repair yeah. things. But we see the word silence the whisper start showing up in other places because it had been written on Daryl's door, but it's also on other buildings now too. That's creepy. It's creepy, but you know what? It's also a little bit... If it's not a whisper in hiding in town doing it, it's a little odd because nobody in the town is going, we think the whispers are great. Right. This sort of of graffiti is a protest, right? It's a statement, but it's a statement that nobody disagrees with. Except for the the status quo of this community, of these communities right now is we have to find a way to live with the crazy people. So the protest yeah, but, is... But the problem, the problem with the protest argument is that the reason you don't attack the crazy people is because the crazy people, A, outnumber you with their walkers, and B, are not afraid to use their walkers against you, and you've got no defense for that. So you're protesting something which, if you get your way, everybody dies. Yay! When do we want? When do we want to die? We want to die now. No, it's just, it just doesn't work. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm sure that if I'm sure we'll find some sort of semblance of. I'm sure we'll figure out some way to make this make sense. Oh, it probably. I, I mean, it's very dramatic. It's. it's a, it's a very cool shot. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it may not looking for meaning in the walking dead is not necessarily the brightest thing to do with your time. Uh, because sometimes there really isn't anything aside from a cool shot. Uh, but, uh, it does end. The episode does end on, you know, uh, an ominous 
camera shot and you hear whispering and it's like you can basically hear whispers in the distance and it's all very, very creepy and dramatic. Um, and, you know, it's a good way to leave things. If you build up the tension of, and sort of the division that this, you know, this town and this, this set of communities are undergoing right now. Um, yeah. So uh, next week, I think we're going to follow Negan into the woods. Yeah, um, which is kind of which is going to be fun, I think, because I think well, uh, based on the trailer, which is uh, a little spoilery, I thought <clears throat> we pretty much are going to find out right away who let him out of the cell, um, and uh, Negan and some guy's excellent adventure is what it looks like. Yeah, some well, you know, they're just giving him him some guy so that that guy can die horribly by the end of the episode. Oh, of course. Of like course. he's not gonna. This is not gonna be Negan's new little buddy. That, no. That they're you know hanging out with for the rest of the season. He's gonna be zombie Chow or or Whisperer Chow. Literally by the end. Like, I mean, we could take. We could take. Do you want to take a little bet? <laughs> How long do you think? I would say. I would say that he's gonna make it till the till the third act. Well, see, the question is, is who kills him? Because if it gets up to the third act and it's Negan who kills him, that could be kind of interesting. Because then that plays against the whole Negan saying, you know, I'm just trying to live and let live. Uh, if we get that, you know, the, the murderer side of Negan comes out again. Um, but I believe him. I think that he does want to. I do too. Because he was, there was a, he, he, there was an honest, to I think a very honest reaction to him finding out that, that woman was dead was like oh no like i don't think that he's looking to kill anybody from our quote unquote communities anymore um i don't think he is either but negan is i think always going to be the character who looks at someone who has to go and just says okay and so if this guy so for example if this guy ends up you know we should join the whispers. Negan would be like, "No, stab." Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. Maybe um, I'm going to say I'm going to say probably the third act. You're right. Um, I think it's going to be Negan who does it. Um, and if it's not Negan, uh, he'll die at the end of the second act. It'll be one of the whispers. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm going to say that it won't be Negan at mm-hmm. all. Okay. Um, and that if, if, that it is going to be third act and that it will be, um, walkers. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, it happens. All right. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, thank you very much for listening. We always appreciate it. We hope you are enjoying a, a fun Halloween, uh, and, uh, good, the good kind of scares. And if you've got kids and they're enjoying their Halloween, if, you, if, you, if this is one of your favorite holidays, we hope you are having a great time. Um, you can find this show. Obviously, you're listening to it somewhere, but you could probably find it on iTunes or podcast.com or I'm sorry, it's Apple Podcasts now. I keep saying iTunes. It's been around. It's, you know, it's been iTunes forever. You're going to have to get used to that. Um, Apple's podcasting platform. Uh, and podcast.com also Facebook and Twitter we'd love to hear from you guys if you have questions or comments things you agree or disagree with what we think about the show we'd love to hear from you guys Um, and we always appreciate guys listening Dustin thank you very much thank you Tim and happy Halloween to you sir 
Happy Halloween. And we'll see you guys next week with more Zompocalypse Now. Zompocalypse Now is produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions.